Black Americans deserve reparations for the past wrongs dealt to our ancestors and the wrongs that continue to be laid against us as we go about our daily struggles to live in this country that was built upon white supremacy and continues to keep black people down in the form of systemic, institutional, racism. Rishon Ray and Andre M. Perry wrote an excellent executive summary titled Why We Need Reparations for Black Americans that is available on brookings.edu, including a downloadable PDF version. I have included a few excerpts from this summary, which is one of the best I have read so far on the case for reparations. In 1860, over $3 billion was the value assigned to the physical bodies of enslaved black Americans to be used as free labor and production. This was more money than was invested in factories and railroads combined. In 1861, the value placed on cotton produced by enslaved blacks was $250 million. Slavery enriched white slave owners and their descendants, and it fueled the country's economy while suppressing wealth building for the enslaved. The United States has yet to compensate descendants of enslaved black Americans for their labor. Nor has the federal government atoned for the lost equity from anti-black housing, transportation, and business policy. Slavery, Jim Crow segregation, anti-black practices like redlining, and other discriminatory public policies in criminal justice and education have robbed black Americans of the opportunities to build wealth, defined as assets minus debt, afforded to their white peers. Over $3 billion dollars. $250 million dollars. Let those numbers sink in. White people led the sweet life back in those days, and they continue to do so today, because systemic racism allows them to. Until we dismantle systemic racism, modern-day Jim Crow will carry on in spite of progressives and their marches, protests, and boycotts. You can't tell us that we can be just like every other immigrant group that comes to America. No other racial-slash-ethnic group has been discriminated against, nor continue to bear the brunt of white racism, as the black race and this goes for every white settler country out there yet doubly so for America. Bootstrapping isn't going to erase racial wealth divides. As economists William Sandy Darity and Derek Hamilton point out in their 2018 report, what we get wrong about closing the wealth gap, blacks cannot close the racial wealth gap by changing their individual behavior i.e. by assuming more personal responsibility or acquiring the portfolio management insights associated with financial literacy. In fact, white high school dropouts have more wealth than black college graduates. Moreover, the racial wealth gap did not result from a lack of labor. Rather, it came from a lack of financial capital. Whenever I drive through areas that are rural and mostly white, I am amazed at the adult toys that these people have even when they are living in manufactured homes, large, expensive pickup trucks, gas-guzzling SUVs, boats, camper trailers, riding lawn mowers, and motorcycles. I personally know white people who barely made it through high school, yet they live a better life financially than I do, and I have nearly three-quarters of a college education. I have a business school degree too but have never held a position that one would think such training makes attainable. I recall those days when I dragged myself to interview after interview upon graduating from that business school, and how discouraged I became when the only jobs I was ever offered were temporary assignments that paid barely above minimum wage. It was frustrating as hell. Eventually, I gave up and accepted peace rate work, toiling alongside illegals from Spanish-speaking countries like Mexico, Guatemala, and El Salvador, because at least I was making $12 an hour. My late cousin had warned me that temp agencies give the plum assignments to white women, and she was right. We know the monetary value that was placed on enslaved blacks and the productivity of their labor, as well as the amount of the racial wealth gap.
We've seen other groups receive restitutions while the federal government pulled back reparations for black Americans. Accordingly, if we want to close the racial wealth gap and live up to our moral creed to protect life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, a federal reparations package for black Americans is in order. This package should include individual and collective public benefits that simultaneously builds wealth and eliminates debt among black citizens. We assert that it should be similar to the Harriet Tubman Community Investment Act, which was recently heard before the Maryland General Assembly where Ray testified on its behalf. The Harriet Tubman Community Investment Act aims to atone for slavery and its legacy by addressing education, homeownership, and business ownership barriers. The U.S. government owes lost wages as well as damages to the people it helped enslave. In addition to the lost wages, the accumulative amount of restitution for individuals should eliminate the racial wealth gap that currently exists. According to the Federal Reserve's most recent numbers in 2016, based on the survey of consumer finances, white families had the highest median family wealth at $171,000, compared to black and Hispanic families, which had $17,600 and $20,700, respectively. The United States government benefited from the enslavement of black Americans just as much as the wealthy white plantation owners did. Why reparations for slave descendants has never been addressed can only be due to the systemic racism that permeates throughout this nation. Public apologies simply are not enough. It is not laziness, moral turpitude, greed, or whatever else white racists claim is wrong with black people when we demand reparations. It has to happen someday and that day should come while there is a Democrat, even a moderate as many say that Joe Biden is, who controls the White House. If the Republicans gain power back in 2024, you might as well kiss the idea of reparations goodbye forever because those low-down, dirty cheats will never, ever give up their ironclad command once they get it back. One key question after deciding what a reparations package should include is who should qualify. In short, a black person who can trace their heritage to people enslaved in U.S. states and territories should be eligible for financial compensation for slavery. Meanwhile, black people who can show how they were excluded from various policies after emancipation should seek separate damages. For instance, a person like Senator Cory Booker whose parents are descendants of slaves would qualify for slavery reparations whereas Senator Kamala Harris, Jamaican immigrant father and Indian immigrant mother, and President Barack Obama, Kenyan immigrant father and white mother, may seek redress for housing and or education segregation. Sasha and Malia Obama, whose mother is Michelle Robinson Obama, a descendant of enslaved Africans, would qualify. To determine qualification, birth records can initially be used to determine if a person was classified as black American. Economist Sandy Darity asserts that people should show a consistent pattern of identification. Census records can then be used to determine if a person has consistently identified as Black American. Finally, DNA testing can be used as a supplement to determine lineage. This is how Senator Booker, who first introduced a reparations bill in the Senate, learned that his lineage stemmed from Sierra Leone.